Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Ruth Hendrickson. I'm so glad you're with us today. We're actually going to talk about the Father's footprint or walking in His steps. How cool is that? We're going to have so much fun. But first, let me welcome those of you who have joined us for the first time I'm just delighted that you found us, that you're with us. I'd love to know how you found us at some point, but welcome. I want to invite you to visit the website at your convenience. It's ruthhendrickson.org. And to not only look at the resources that are available, we have a lot on there because I'm a pastor, I'm an author. So there's a couple books on there. There's both Positioned, How to Be Aligned and Empowered to Walk in Your God-Given Destiny. We all need to learn that, don't we? And also Everyday Prophetic, which is really geared to the person who feels that they're not a prophet that book's for you. So you can check those out. There's lots of blogs and articles and material to help you as you walk, as you grow with the Lord. So you could take a look at those. So it's ruthhendrickson.org. And while you're there, sign up for the email list just so that we can stay connected. We promise not to overload your inbox with a lot of emails, but we would like to be connected with you. So again, that website is ruthhendrickson.org. All right. You know, have you ever been the adult walking through, if you're from an area with snow, I live in an area where we get snow, not my favorite thing, but we do get snow. But, you know, you'll you'll be walking through some deep snow and, you know, you'll have a kid behind you trying to step right in your steps to make it easier. And so, um, or sometimes our animals will do that too, you know, if it's really deep, especially the cats, like they'll jump from one step to the other. Why? Because we're paving the way, okay, we're making it easier to get through, to, to forge through that path. You know, I really ponder how many times the Lord directs our steps and we don't even realize it, or he's gone ahead and waded through the depths and we're just stepping in his footprints and and we don't even realize it. You know, for an example, we have an idea, this creative idea, and and we just, we just go for it. I, I think sometimes we miss so much of what God does in our lives because we take the credit for it ourselves. Or we assumed it just happened by chance. It was just a coincidence. We don't realize that God already knew it was coming. And when we were spending time with him a few weeks or a month or whatever, a year prior, and just dreaming with him, he began to download what we would need for that moment because he's already gone ahead and he's prepared the way. We just have to walk in it. You know, Chris Valentin, he goes and asks a great question. He says, what does it mean to think like God or to have the mind of Christ? What does it mean to think like God? or to have the mind of Christ. He goes on and he states, sometimes we get lost in the theology of a profound truth and never experience the reality of it. Ouch, you know, that I think that's so true though, that sometimes we do get lost in the theology of this amazing profound truth. But with that, we get, get so lost in the theology that we forget that our God is a God who calls us into experience because he wants us to experience life at its fullest with him. My, my favorite scripture, it's my life verse, is actually Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So with that, I want to talk about Ruth and Boaz a little bit this morning. So um, when we dive into, into the book of Ruth and we go into chapter two, we immediately meet Boaz. But I want to set the stage a little bit. So think about this Naomi um, you know, she had traveled to, because of a famine. She and Elimelech, her husband, and her two sons had 
had gone to the land of Moab because there was food there. And while she's there, both sons marry. Um, so now she's got daughters-in-law, but then her husband and both sons die. So she hears a famine's over. So she journeys back. And of course, one of her daughter-in-laws, her name is Ruth, goes back with her. Now think about this. They were both widows. Okay. And, and widows didn't really have a way to care for themselves. There, there were various things in place to try to help them, but the widow was, was normally very, very poor. So Naomi enters back into community when she comes home, not only as somebody who had left and not stayed there through the famine, she'd gone to a foreign land with foreign gods, with foreign ideas, but she also came back as a widow with no man to support her. And so we know from a cultural standpoint that she and Ruth would have been poor. Um, and if they were not poor, then what happens as we go through Ruth 2 would not have been necessary. So we know that they were poor. Okay, so verse, um, you know, Ruth, you know, in uh, chapter 2, verse 2, one day Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go out into the harvest field to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who's kind enough to let me do it. Naomi replied, all right, my daughter, go ahead. So Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters. And as it happened, just say as it happened, as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law, Elimelech. Just say, but God, just say, but God, in that moment, just say, but God, of all the fields she could have gone to, she didn't know she wasn't from there. She didn't know that this was a relative's field. The way this reads, it's really clear that Naomi didn't even think to tell Ruth to go to the field of a relative to go to Boaz's field. Ruth just headed out the door without a clear plan, other than she was going to go to pick up the leftover stalks of grain. But God had a plan to plant her right in Boaz's field. You see, there was a divine connection that needed to be made. Ruth, without knowing it, was following in the steps, the plans and the purposes that God already had for her. Back to my favorite verse, trust in the Lord, Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and just say, and he will direct your paths. He was right here. He was directing Ruth's footsteps to the field she needed to be in to meet Boaz for his word for the plans of the Lord, the word of the Lord to come to pass. So often we have only part of the plan. That's all Ruth had in this moment. Her part in the plan, her understanding was to go and gather food so that they could eat. That was it. Only a little piece of what God was doing. What God does is he guides our steps to get us to the right place so that the rest of the story can unfold. You know, when I was in college, my parents moved to Pennsylvania and I did not want to go to Pennsylvania. I was in Michigan at that point in time. And, you know, but I went back for a summer. I got a better job there than, than what I could get back at the school or some of the other options that I looked at. So I ended up going back. And it was there when I went back that summer that I met the man who would become my husband. I was only going back for a job at a bank because they would pay more. I was going to work as a teller that summer. I was only going back for a job and a free place to live. I was going back for a job. God was bringing me back to meet my husband. Okay. So often we only see part of the plan. 
So back to Ruth and Naomi, you know, we tend to read through this story, this account of her meeting Boaz and think it was an easy time, but it's not. You see, we need to understand that Ruth realizes she needs someone kind enough to let her follow the workers. She didn't know what was going to happen when she entered into a field. She could have been run off. She could have been accused of stealing. She could have been beaten. She could have been raped. But, but, but God. You know, another story around here, um, we have hunters, we have hunt clubs all around us. And so if you don't own a lot of land, you need somebody kind enough to allow you to hunt on their property. Okay, if you don't belong to the hunt club and you just want to hunt, you need somebody kind enough. The challenges with that, that there's usually already agreements in place as to who's going to hunt the land and it can be difficult to get permission. So again, I wonder if this was the case, if this type of thing was the case um, back there, that it's possible that poor, the poor, the widows, the poor had agreements with certain landowners that they could go and glean from their fields. And so if that's the case, again, Ruth would have had to find somebody who was kind enough. So of all the fields around that she could have entered into, she enters into the field of a good man and a relative without even knowing it. I love that Boaz actually approached Ruth. So often we see the poor, we see the needy, we see the widows, we see the fatherless, and we see the homeless, and we look the other direction, right? But what Boaz does is he's scanning, he looks around, and he sees there's somebody different there. And he goes over and he actually takes the time to have a conversation with her. And not only does he have a conversation, but he puts a protection over her. In other words, he says, you know what? He understands the culture. He says, you stay here. You stay here. You stay here in this field with my men because you won't be harmed. You're safe here. He provided that covering. God had been ordering his steps, but he goes even further. He goes above and beyond because he provides food for her at the mealtime. He provides water so that she, her thirst is quenched. And, and I love this, and the goodness of God. I mean, Boaz, just what Boaz does is he goes to his, tells his men to intentionally drop grain so that she would not have just enough, but she would have more than enough. When we follow in the footprints of God, when we follow his way, we need to understand that he goes ahead and he's not a God of the just enough. He's a God of the more than enough. And that's what we see modeled here so beautifully, so eloquently. Not only the covering and the protection, not, not only just enough, but more than enough. It's so like God. So she goes home and she's got, you know, she's carrying all this grain with her. And Naomi's in shock. In verse 19, Naomi says, where did you get all this? What did you do? Where did you gather all this grain? Where did you work? And may the Lord bless the one who helped you. You know, just a little side note. You know, Naomi came back wanting to be called Mara because she was bitter. And yet here she is, the Lord bless, may the Lord bless. You see, she's recognized again that her Redeemer lives. She's seen again that God is her provider, that God is her strength, that God is her strong tower, that God is her shelter. She knows there's something happening and she knows where to give the credit, that this isn't just a coincidence. She's learning a life lesson, both Ruth and Naomi, that even in the difficult seasons, even in the seasons of barrenness, even in the seasons of lack, 
God provides. It was a wake-up moment as Naomi sees the goodness of God and his provision. In verse 20, Naomi actually declares, she says, may the Lord bless him. He's showing his kindness to us as well as to your dead husband. That man is one of our closest relatives, one of our family redeemers. You know, I, I, I need to I need to cut this short, but the story of Ruth, it's so powerful. And this goes on. You see, we still only see part of the picture at this moment because there's still more that's unfolding. It's like God has this wonderful play written out that is unfolding scene after scene. And right here, the curtain drops and it rises again for the next scene. And there's so much more. But in it all, God is ordering the steps. He's ordering the steps of Ruth. He's ordering the steps of Naomi. He's ordering the steps of Boaz. He's doing so much more than we can see. So when you feel discouraged, when you're wondering where the provision's going to come from, just keep stepping in the Father's footprints. No, take comfort in the fact, in the fact that he is more at work than we know. And he's going ahead of us. He's leading the way. And we, we don't see the whole picture. But he knows exactly where he's going. Exactly where he's going. I'm sure when, when Elimelech died, Naomi's husband, and also the two sons, there was so much grief, so much pain, so much bitterness. It didn't make sense. When they came back, when she came back a widow, just full of that grief, when Ruth decided to come with her, none of it was still making sense. But going step by step, God was paving the way into a new future, into a new destiny. And they were beginning to taste and see that God is good. Today, today, may you taste and see that the Lord is good. May you taste and see that it's, he's good. Where you feel like you've been forging the way and you're tired, may you begin to step in the footsteps of the Father as he makes the way. May your eyes be open to see that he is at work and he might be repositioning you, but he's good. He's good. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, not just some of the ways, all your ways, acknowledge him. And, and he will, will means will, he will, he promises to direct our paths, direct our steps. He is there. He is faithful. He has you. Again, thank you for joining me again today. Visit the website, ruthhendrickson.org. Make sure you sign up. And you know what? Today, walk in the Father's footsteps. He's got really big feet. Just walk in those footsteps and know that He has you. Be so blessed. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.